In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask the Holy Spirit upon us. Help us in our lives as Christians to desire to walk this life of virtue. Help us to walk with you. Guide us always, Lord, in our lives. Amen. As many of you know, I tend to be a pretty big football fan, big sports fan in general, Tigers, Wings, Lions, um, Spartan fan by, by trade. So I have some predictions as we kind of enter into a football season here. Number one, I predict that Michigan will lose bowl games because Harbaugh can't win bowl games, right? I think Michigan State football will do better than expected. Not that good, though. Tuck's coming. And then I think the Lions are going to win the NFC North. And, prediction, because I drank the Kool-Aid, they're going to win a home playoff game. Wouldn't that be fun? Maybe. We'll see. Time will happen. I also predict that a lot of men will become obsessed with fantasy football more than life itself, more than God, more than their livelihood. I also predict, in a negative way, in an unfortunate way, that many people, many men especially, will fall into deep pits of holes of gambling during the football season, especially with the gambling apps, because it's so easy to gamble, to gamble, to gamble, to parlay, to parlay, and then you lose, 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 because gambling never pays off, right? So it can have a lot of fun, or it can be very destructive in, in our lives. The same sport, the same idea, the same thing, when, when it's unbalanced and unreflective, can become very, very negative. So my prayer for you, kind of the focus of this homily, is that my desire for all Christian people in general, as we follow Jesus, as we desire to follow Jesus, is to live very reflective and very balanced lives in everything we do. Because in the gospel today, when this rich man, who dined sumptuously and wore purple, that all these things, had five other brothers, lived his life, it's not the issue of him dining sumptuously, it's a fun word we kept using this past week, having a nice things or living an expensive life. That wasn't the issue. The issue was his ex- excessive lifestyle made it so that he was unobservant, unaware of even God, hence why he lost his salvation, because what mattered was his life, not God. And even his fellow man at his doorstep lay somebody who needed, needed help, who needed food. But he was unreflective, and lived an unbalanced life, lived too much for, for nice things. To be clear, I'm going to go through a whole list today of like, things we need to better balance in our lives. And it's not, I'm not scolding you. I'm not here like wag a finger. I'm not, I'm not the principal or the police. I'm your father. I'm your priest's father, and I love you. And I desire for you to live, to live a balanced life. Even in St. Paul today in the, in the reading, he says, It is not irksome for me to write to you. This is my third time writing to you. I'm not upset to be writing and to continue to preach about these things. It makes me happy. Like you're on the journey. You're in this church. You got up on Sunday morning, Sunday morning. You came to Mass. You're on the journey. But how can we live, all of us, all of us, more, better, and balanced lives? And this is, this is from antiquity. This is how God always desires humanity. Even in Leviticus, when God is giving the commands of life, He's like, there are certain days you must rest. And certain days you must work. That's how life is. In the Gospels, throughout the Gospels, the Pharisees are giving a bad, they're given a bad rap because they're so strict on the, on the Sabbath day. Now, they're a bit too strict on the Sabbath day, but we should have that. It's divine, the gift of God that we should all work a lot, but rest. And in the modern balanced day of life, we're very unbalanced. Very rarely do we rest, especially in God, in our families, and in our health. 
So, four examples. A bunch of examples of things we have to better in our lives and balance. So football was an example, okay? But I like football. For example, I am in a fantasy football league, right? And I am terrible. I don't know what I'm doing. But I have fun with it, and it's me and my buddies, and we banter back and forth, and it's a lot of fun. Cool. Gambling. I have a running bet with one of my best friends. He's a big Michigan fan. I'm a big Michigan State fan. Whoever loses that football game has to buy dinner. Technically gambling. We do raffle tickets in the church, all these things. But they don't absorb our lives. They don't hinder our livelihoods, our ability to live our lives and to provide for our family. Because once football starts, you have Saturday football, then you have the 1, 1 p.m. Uh, football game, and the 4 p.m., then Sunday night, then Monday night, and then Thursday night. You're watching like 24 hours of football in a week, and then it's like, hey, can you give an hour to God to come to Mass? It could be unbalanced. Can you pray every day? Where's the balance of our lives? And your wives, and you're sitting there, nudge your husbands. Like, listen, like, it's important to not, like, listen, watch football, enjoy the game, but it's not, it's not your life. Another example, school. School is starting very soon for all of you. Sorry, guys, summer's almost over. You're going to start school in a week, and this is how life happens. Such is the nature of life. Work hard in school, but don't lead yourself to anxiety, obsessing over grades. That's not the goal of life. The goal is to educate yourself, to learn about something. If further education is for you, then great, do that. But it's not a, that's not your existence is how to do that. Make friends. In school is where you make friends, where you build relationships, where you learn how to have like a conflict resolution, all these parts of humanity. Don't enter into drama. Don't be obsessed with popularity. These aren't good things. Have extracurriculars, your sports, your extracurriculars, your robotics, whatever you do in your life. But be careful, especially for your parents, of it over, like, overclouding, overshadowing your entire children's childhood. So you can wake up at 6 in the morning, you're at school until 3, and then extracurriculars until 7. You come home and do homework till midnight, and you do it again, do it again, do it again. By the way, grow up. By the way, don't be anxious. Sometimes we should do less so we can rest and grow and mature in our lives. There has to be a reflective balance in everything we do in life. Those of you who aren't in school, you probably have a job. Work your job. It's a Christian virtue to work hard. It's a Christian virtue to provide for your family's livelihood. We should be doing these things because laziness is also a vice. We should never want to be lazy. Nobody wants to be described as a lazy bum, right? Work your job, work your work, but also don't forget you're working to provide for your family. Don't neglect your family for work. Find that balance. Maybe God is calling you to live a simpler life, work less, but be the husband, father, mother, wife you're called to be. Think of careers, right? Your career doesn't define you. It doesn't go on your tombstone. And if it does, you're a loser, right? Your tombstone should be about your relationship with your family and with God. You all have this cool career. Cool, nobody cares. Now listen, it should be a desire. You work hard. You're, eff- you're efficacious. You work really well in your, in your work and you grow in your career, you should be proud of yourself. Hey, it's a great accomplishment. Absolutely. But it's not what we live for. That's the balance I'm challenging all of you for. We're defined in our lives, not by the things we do, but how much we love God, and how much we love, love each other. And from that, very quickly, comes money. Money is one of the ultimate challenges of life because it's a necessity of life. The, the rich man dines sumptuously. We have to eat. You can't not eat. You have to have money. You can't not have money. You have to exist in your life. But don't 
Let it absorb you. One of the Christian traditions from the Old Testament throughout all of Scripture is that God calls his people financially, with money, physically money, to tithe, to give 10% to God and to what's needed in the church. And that can seem like a high ask, but it's God's ask. And in my opinion, part of the reason he does that is to, one, make sure that you're focusing on what matters is God, and two, to check yourself. Because what happens so easily in finances is you make more, you spend more. We make more, we spend more. We make more, we spend more. Where does this cycle end? And we can live, listen, have your money, have your purses, have your cars, have your houses. I don't care. God doesn't care. As long as the things that you own don't own you. As long as you're spiritually and emotionally detached from them. Because you can't take them with you to eternal life. And one of the temptations... Of, of, of finances, of money, and I've seen it. One of the temptations of money is this. You make wealth, and God bless you, you worked hard for it. Great. You get to the point, even if you can't articulate that, you think to yourself, I, ha- I, I have done so well for myself, I don't need God. Look at what I have accomplished for myself. I don't need God. My brothers and sisters, memento mori, remember death. Eternal life is promised for all of us. Money is not. Money comes and goes. Think about careers, or how that can happen for a career. The amount, and, and this is an unpopular opinion, but it's my opinion and I'm entitled to it. The amount of women who I talk to who have been bamboozled into thinking that they're only successful as women if they have successful careers. And therefore, what usually gets neglected? Human life. I chan- one of my big challenges, one of my soapboxes, I have like a hundred soapboxes, one of them is I would challenge people to always be open to more life, to have bigger families, to have babies. And the amount of women who said, I can't, Father, I want my career. It's a thing for a lot of people. And I'm not judging you, but I would challenge you to be reflective and balanced. Human life, a random title. Where is the balance of all of that? Because family, another thing to balance in your life would be family. Because the existence in the strong families Literally, families are the foundation of society, therefore the foundation of the church, which is a society in and of itself. So where is that balance? Who comes first in your life? These things I said before, even if you don't think it, you act it, your careers, your money, your sports and your addictions, all these things, or your spouse, not your mother. She's important. She matters. Okay, go visit her. Don't ignore her. She's your mother. But your spouse comes first. Your family comes first in your life. Not to mention how oftentimes you can see the devil work in families. One of the greatest, in my, in my opinion, again, a lot of opinions, one of the strongest supports that a human can have in his life, in his or her life, really are siblings. Siblings can be that great support because they're going nowhere. Friends, you can have like best friends. I am 10 times closer to some of my friends than I my siblings. But friends kind of sometimes come and go. Siblings are there. So if there's any conflict, any anger in your heart, any division in your family, resolve them. Humble yourself, check yourself, reflect, and find that balance. You don't have to go back into business with them if they've hurt you or something like that, but you have to find that peace in your life because that's such an important part of your life. Even to the point, once again, if you're a parent and you have the ability to have more children, have children for the sake of your children having more siblings so they can be supported and support each other throughout their life. Now, why do I bring all these up as, of, as your father? Once again, football and school and work and money and family. We all have to be reflective. We all have to be balanced in life. And it is, it's a challenge. I understand that's very difficult. It's very much a stress 
for a lot of people. Where do you find that balance of life? I want to provide for my family, but I also want to be with my family. It's, it's, I don't say there's any, there's no perfect equation, but be intentional about it. But I will say this. Oftentimes when I talk to people of any age, 90-year-old, 9-year-old, married, not married, kids, no kids, whatever. So what, is, what, do you, what do you think? Help me preach better. Help me understand society better. What do you think is one of the greatest challenges, the greatest effects, the greatest negative things in the modern day? Without fail, everybody says social media. I mean, it's like social media, Father. They just like pounce and everyone's like, yeah, it's a problem. And it's a balanced thing because social media is beautiful. We can communicate with people across the world. Maybe you have family members you haven't seen. They live in different continents. You can communicate. You can see your family or friends. You can update. You're like, oh, they had a kid. Oh my gosh, it was their birthday. That's so cool. As the church, we promote things. We promote activities and masses and festivals all via social media. But how often do we sit there and scroll and scroll and scroll and it's late. You should probably sleep, but I'm going to scroll. Just go to sleep. And then we sleep later, and then we're more tired, and then we're more irritable, and then we're more frustrated in the day because we didn't sleep enough because we were scrolling. Or we compare ourselves to people's fake lives of social media. These aren't humans' lives, it's not reality, it's a picture. It's not existence, they had a whole day. You didn't see them fight with each other earlier. We were comparing ourselves and comparing ourselves, and we feel uglier, and we feel fatter, and we feel less worthy, and then we get more stressed and more anxious. Focus. If everyone thinks this is a problem, Maybe we should respond and do it less. Once a day, five minutes. Every other day, for 10 minutes. Check ourselves. Because once again, to be clear here, I love you dearly as your priests. And my, my challenge for you, my encouragement, I'm not scolding anybody. I'm just challenging you. If we're reflective of a world around us, of all our relationships, of all the entertainment of our life, of our careers and our money and social media, and then we live that balanced life, we can slow down, because life's so fast. Slow down. We can pray more. We can come to Mass every Sunday. We can add a daily rosary. We can live our lives for God, live our lives for our family. Right? So my brothers and sisters, you're on the journey. You're here. You're at Mass. You're on the journey with Jesus. You're on the journey with your families. But where is God calling you today in your life to be more balanced, to let him walk with you on the journey? Because when we walk with Jesus, when we live a balanced, virtue life, we're at peace, we're calm, and we know the love of God. Amen.